Hello, and welcome to the Traffic and Leads Podcast, where the solution to your slow growth is just one click away. Online marketing expert, Lindsay Anderson, known internationally as One Click Lindsay, and her dedicated online marketing specialists at trafficandleads.com know that today's growing businesses thrive on targeted website traffic that converts into leads with just one click. Whether your business is struggling right now or your thriving business needs even more fuel for growth, you've come to the right place. So sit back and get ready to learn how to grow your business one click at a time. Please welcome your host of the Traffic and Leads podcast, One Click Lindsay. So today on the Traffic and Leads podcast, I have a treat for you. I have a email marketing guru on. She's a good friend of mine. Her name is Jamie Samples, and she is the president and founder of Yellow Barn Media. Now, Jamie has learned that buying, selling, and marketing—the buying, selling, and marketing process—is all about one thing: telling and selling your story to the right audience. That kind of combines with her what she is really, really good at, which is newsletter marketing. Now, Jamie, can you tell us a little bit about newsletter marketing and for those that aren't doing it, why why we still need to be doing that today? Sure. I want to say first, thank you, Lindsay, for having me. I really appreciate it. And I am really also very excited to talk about email marketing, newsletter marketing as well. Just a few things that I want to share to encourage you and give you a good reason why, as a business owner, you would want to use email marketing is it gives an average of 4,300% return on investment. And that stat always blows my mind, but it's such an intimate, I think email is such an intimate thing now as far as marketing. Someone is allowing you into their life. They have opted in and they're excited to hear from you. And so this gives you a really great open door of communication to talk with those people and to talk with them about what they want to hear. And we'll talk more about testing and measuring, I'm sure, also in the podcast. But email marketing to me is, with all of the marketing avenues out there, it's such, for me, it's such an intimate connection, I guess that's the best word, with those individuals that really want to know more about your company, your products, and your services. Fair enough. So you say 4,300% return on investment. That's pretty awesome. So what so what is the standard investment? Is it expensive? Tell me tell me about you and your customers and and the, the cost. Sure. And this is something, you know, again, I'll I'll give you the information from my company. One thing that we love to do is we love to provide value. And so our prices are probably about average for what the industry is right now, but the one the first thing I would say to a business owner is you really have to decide what platform you're going to use for email marketing. So just to say it simply, because I always want to make sure people understand what I'm talking about when I say a platform, a lot of people that are brand new come to me and say, well, I have an email address. I'm just going to type out an email and send it. That's actually not what we're talking about. There are lots of different email platforms out there. For example, um, MailChimp, Constant Contact, Emma, there's a multitude of email platforms that allow you to create a really great visual email. The platform that you use allows you to get results back. So how many people clicked, how many people opened and more statistics. So going back to the cost, some of these, for example, uh, MailChimp, when you start with it is free, depending on how many email addresses you have. 
And some of these others, like for example, Constant Contact is, let's say if you have under 2,500 email addresses, which most business owners that are just starting have under uh, 2,500, you're looking at about $25 a month. So for me, that's a really minimal investment to use a really great platform. And again, MailChimp is free. So if you're just starting out, they've got a really great platform as well. I just personally prefer Constant Contact. And so, again, depending on which platform you're using and the number of email addresses you have, that's going to be the first price that you want to look at. Um, I have a customer right now who has over 2,500 email addresses, uh, probably about 30,000 actually. Um, yeah, 30,000. I'm sorry, not 2,500. 30,000. And he's going to be paying about uh, $295 a month with Constant Contact to use that platform. So, again, Price-wise, it depends on how many email addresses you have and which platform you choose. Most of the paid platforms are about the same dollar-wise. Fair enough. So let me clarify for our audience the difference between um, newsletter marketing and like email marketing. Email marketing is like a big family of email marketing and there's different types. There's autoresponders, there's uh, product promotions. Today, we are specifically talking about newsletter marketing. So, Jamie, when you say, so your customers will send out their newsletters, which is, how, tell, tell us how often, and then they use the software that you just talked about to send those out. How often do they send out those newsletters? Yeah, it depends on their industry. So, for example, especially now that we're getting into the holiday season, most of my retail customers will send between two and four times a month, so weekly for a lot of the retail customers. Some of the service-based customers will send out once to twice a month. And what I tell everyone with everything marketing related is you have to test and measure and what find out what works for your audience. So if someone comes to me and says, where do I start? My suggestion would be a minimum of once or twice a month. But again, test and measure if your audience wants to hear more or if they wanna hear less. That's And we can talk about how to measure things as well, but I think that answers your question, Lindsay. <laughs> it does. Tell so. Tell me about about measuring. How do I know if my audience wants to hear more or less? What's the easiest way to know that? I think again, as I mentioned, a lot of these platforms have um, re- basically you can test and measure easily using a platform, and that's why I like using these platforms. So, for example, if I send out a hundred emails and I get fifty people that open that, that's a fifty percent open rate, which is huge in newsletter marketing. So it's going to give me, you know, open rates. It's also going to give me click-through rates, which again, if you have, let's say a buy now button, you have a blog button in that newsletter. If you have more people that are clicking on the blog button versus one of the other buttons, you know that your audience is interested in that specifically. So really, I don't think there's an exact science to it. However, if you're getting a very, very small click-through rate or, excuse me, an open rate, if people are not opening your emails, it may not be because of what you're putting in it or the frequency. There's a very good chance it could be because you have a really crummy subject line. So there's a lot of parameters that go into this. But for me, what I have found is if my click-through rates are high and my open rates are high and they're staying consistent and steady, my thought is my people are really enjoying what I'm sending out. I'm going to send an additional email and see how that plays out. 
look at those results, and then continue from there. Wow. Um, so are you going to give us an example of what a good like open rate or a good click-through rate is? Sure. And again, there's you can Google this. Anyone can Google their specific industry. I was looking at different industries this morning. For example, health and beauty, the, the average industry open rate is like 19% which seems very small. And a lot of first-time business owners say, well, I have a list of 100, for example, only 19 people opened it. But here's the thing, that again, it's you can test and measure who, you can see who the 19 people are that opened it, what they did, and that sort of thing. But basically, for example, I so that's the uh, health and beauty. I have, uh, I actually work with a client who does horse training and boarding and she has a stable she consistently gets 46 to 52% open rate, which is higher than I've seen in the last five years. She's a very, very unique type of trainer and her audience is a, um, I don't like to use the word, but like a cult-like following. They want to, everything that she says, they hang on her every word. So again, for me, I'm, you know, in marketing and sales and this is what I do for a living. My open rates uh, usually are between about 25, 26 and 40 percent, depending on my subject line, the time of year and what I'm talking about. Wow. So it seems um, when I when I bring up the subject of email marketing and such with my clients, a lot of the time they say, nobody wants to see my emails. Um, email marketing is like a thing of the past, like it doesn't work anymore. Can you tell me a little bit about um, your opinions on why that is so wrong and how you have like personally seen this 4,600% ROI for one of your clients? Yes. This is what I love. I just, I mentioned to you, Lindsay, that I went to a conference and they were talking about some updated statistics and there was something that one of the speakers said, and I have told this to a few of my clients since then, and it really has opened their eyes when you look at things differently. For years, the industry said email marketing is dead. And so there are a lot of people that are that still are in that thought process. But here's something to think about. This is what the speaker said. Email is now our digital identity. Think of the last time you were not required to give your email address for something online or offline. So everyone wants your email address, meaning it's something, it's our digital identity. It's almost our our currency in the marketing world. So when I heard that, I was really, really encouraged because again, if you go to Home Depot, when you're checking out, they ask for your email address. If you go to Bed Bath & Beyond, they ask for your email address. So email is not going away anytime soon. If you're doing email correctly, and what I mean by that is you're not doing this, buy now, buy now, buy now. If you are providing your raving fans, your audience, if you're providing value, plus, of course, some offers here and there, because, of course, we're doing this to make money. But if you're providing them value, yes, they want your email. So to the reason why I get really excited is this. If as a business, whether you hire someone to do it or you do it yourself, if it's something that you get really creative with your subject lines, you're testing and measuring different things. And sometimes as a business owner, that means working with someone like myself uh, or another company to say, listen, we need to get really creative with how the what type of information we're putting in the emails. And you're really just trying some different things. And most of all, testing and measuring, you will see that your people do want to hear from you and you will get it down to a science. And I, I think it just makes it really exciting 
And again, it is intimate. If someone is opting into your list, they're saying, I want to be on your email list. They want to hear from you. Fair enough. Fair enough. So um, a lot of my clients and a lot of people listening are probably feeling very overwhelmed. Okay, well, I have to send this email twice a month. I'm a service-based business. I'm a chiropractor. I'm a doctor. I have no idea what to put in it. My, mm-hmm. Like these people are not going to care about my new employees. Maybe they are. I don't know. What do we put in it, Jamie, to keep them reading? Well, again, you do need to get really creative. And for example, I'm just putting together a newsletter this morning. I was starting on it and it's a health and wellness company. And they just recently wrote a blog about an apple a day keeps the doctor away. You know, we've all heard that. And so they're sharing their blog. And of course, they're sharing a few health products that you can purchase. But we're also including in there because it's fall and they're already talking about apples, which is something that they're they're passionate about as far as their blog and health. We are also including healthy apple recipes for the fall. Now, I know their demographic is above 45. And so I know that that what I would consider an older generation, a lot of them were raised, especially the women they cook. And so, you know, something like that we've tried before with them. And so that's something we know is going to work with their audience. But as far as ideas, there's a million things. And I think people make it really, really way too hard. If you're a local based business, you had mentioned a chiropractor, Lindsay. If it's a chiropractic office and they are in this certain city, if they're, you know, they know you as a business owner, you know your customers so well. You just don't over, don't try to overthink it. So what I would say is this, if there are local events happening in your area, why not put a link in there to a certain event? Um, if the holidays are coming up, again, I mentioned recipes. That's, I know, again, that's not going to work for every audience, but um, recipes, you can include encouraging quotes in there. Again, you, you want to, the number one thing, of course, the reason why you're doing this as a business owner is to make money. So, of course, you want a really clear call to action. And I mentioned you don't want to sell, 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 but you do need to give up, give people the opportunity to do business with you. So there are many, many things, but talk to your customers, talk to your clients. What are they interested in? And it doesn't, you don't always have to be talking about your business. Give them something of value that they can look at and say, this is valuable to me because if your email is not relevant, they uh, they will trash it. So it will take you a little bit of time, but try a few different things as far as content. See what works. Again, see what they're clicking on and then continue to provide them more of that content. I love it. So some of my – I do want to mention, and, and I like your comments on this, is an e- like the newsletter type of marketing, that may not necessarily – I mean, it can definitely bring in new customers and nurture new customers or people thinking about your business, but it also keeps your current clients really, really close to you so they don't go to a competitor, right? Yes. And and I do have a, a quick story on that, like a testimonial, because a lot of people say, well, I'm just sending to these same people, but a lot of them are not doing business with me. And I've always said exactly what you just said, Lindsay, is it's such a way to cultivate and to keep an open-ended conversation with people that you've been connected with. So about six years ago, probably closer to seven, I connected with a local um, hot tub company and the business owner, you know, he said seven years ago, I want to do business with you. I want to do business with you. 
he's called me every couple years and wanted an updated quote. And he just is, he never made a decision, but he, he was connected with me. So it, like I said, it's almost seven years later and we just signed um, a contract with him finally uh, to do some work with him. So, you know, again, yes, it's, it's much better if you send out your email and you get 10 customers right away. But it really is about the mindset of cultivating, and thank you for mentioning that, Lindsay, cultivating your audience. Everyone is not going to do business with you the, the evening or the afternoon you send out your email. Yep. But yep. it is going to keep a really good positive connection with them, which is valuable. Yeah, and then and, and they won't be going to the competitors because they're, they're not hearing from their competitors every week like they're hearing from you. Correct, yes. Love it. So... When I work with a professional like you, like let's say I am, let's say I'm a, a chiropractor. Heck, why not? We're using that example a lot today. Sure. I'm a chiropractor. I come to Jamie. Jamie, you're not a chiropractor, but I don't have time to do this newsletter thing, but I, I totally believe that it's going to bring me value. How do you, how, tell me what you do. How do you know what to write in my newsletter? How are I, you me? I get that question all the time. And this is what's really great. Number one, before I work with any customer, so let's say it's the chiropractor, we're going to sit down and talk, we're going to Skype, we're going to connect and make sure that I have a general understanding of who you are as a company, what your target audience is, et cetera, et cetera. I tell most businesses, I think it's really actually an advantage to have someone outside your company do your newsletter um, because of this reason. A lot of times in business, you are so in your business that it's hard for you to kind of like walk outside and look in and see what's happening. So I say that to say this, a chiropractor is a really good example because um, even if I did not go to a chiropractor, what I would do is I would get online, I would do a couple hours of research as far as the target audience, what types of things align with a chiropractor you know, for example, maybe an acupuncturist or a holistic health wellness coach. So I'm going to find industries that align with them and really just do some online research and see what's working for those industries and what's not. And then I'm also going to take an amazing common sense approach to say I could be their potential customer if I connected with them, let's say at an expo and I signed up for their newsletter, what would I want to read? And so a lot of times it's actually a benefit to have an outside company do it because they're looking at your company with fresh eyes and they're going to bring new ideas to you instead of what you've done for 10 years. It's just kind of second nature to you. And when fresh eyes come in with research connected to that, you usually get a really dynamite uh, newsletter with great content that people are responding to. Love it. I really like that take on it. That's that's the perfect answer. Um, so excellent work on that. Uh, let's talk about those that don't want to hire someone like you, but they're ready to like take it on and do it themselves. Um, but they don't, they haven't signed up for any of the wonderful software you talked about before. Uh, they don't even know where to start step-by-step. Step, where do I start? Sure. Um, as a person just getting started, what I would recommend most, all of these from what I know have a free trial. So we mentioned MailChimp, we mentioned Constant Contact, we mentioned Emma, and again, there's a multitude of them out there, but what I would say is go start a trial on a few of them if you want and see how, how the 
inner workings of each of them work. I mentioned that I love Constant Contact. And I know Lindsay, I believe, really likes MailChimp. And so you may gel with one better than the other. So find a platform that you really feel the most comfortable with. Almost all of them that I know of have great customer service. And so that's something if you run into a question, they can answer. And they're all really, really great helping. So first of all, you have to find out which platform you're most comfortable in. And again, some of them are paid. Some of them are free. Don't use a free one just because you're being cheap. Let me throw that out there. Find, find the one that you like and invest in yourself and your business. It's not, it's usually very, very minimal. So find which platform that you like. And then honestly, what I would say is set aside yourself a day, a couple days that you can just really play around with it. Get in there, set up a couple templates, um, get, get some practice at uploading photos, at connecting a web address to a photo or a click here button and get comfortable with adding and subtracting and moving things around on that platform. Okay. But, um, Jamie, I don't have anyone to send an email to. Now they call me one click Lindsay cause we can set up different templates to get people to opt in. But what, what am I supposed to do? Yes. So that's a real interesting subject and it's harder than it seems, but don't let you don't let yourself get discouraged. Usually I when I tell someone, do you have like, for example, a retail company, if you have people that are going to your website and ordering products, those are people that most likely want to hear from you. Your website needs to include an opt in form, which is just something that says, Would you like to be a part of our newsletter? And of course, you can make it much more exciting than that. But basically, would you like to be a part of our newsletter? Type in your email here so that we can continually connect with you. You can also use things like once you have that opt-in form set up, which I know Lindsay can help with that. You can use your social media networks. You can use, um, let's say you go to an expo and you have people sign it. You have people sign a form with your name, address, and email. Those are people that are opting into your list. So again, even if you're only starting with 10 people, start there and do the very best you can, whether you have 10 or 10,000. Love it. And I always view, I view those email addresses as so darn valuable that I tell my clients every customer or potential customer that comes in, ask them if they are cool with being on for your monthly email list. It works Newsletter marketing works so well that like you got to, you know, not be embarrassed and and just ask for that email because it totally pays off. Well, and I will say too on that, Lindsay, which this is very exciting. Email conversion rates are three times higher than social and email is also 40 times better um, then Facebook and Twitter combined at acquiring new customers. So it's definitely, like you mentioned, don't be embarrassed to ask for it. I mean, everywhere you go, people ask for your email. So you're just another legitimate company and you're saying we want to stay connected with you. Can we connect and grab those emails? Love it. Yeah, you, and and you want to tell them what you're signing them up for. Otherwise, a lot of people will unsubscribe, but just do it because it's totally worth it. So yeah. that's that's awesome. Um, so let's talk a little bit. Um, so we just t- so it's a traffic and leads podcast. Jamie just told us that email marketing, newsletter marketing will give you so many leads to your for your small business. Does it also prove to uh, provide 
traffic to your website, Jamie? Yes, and I think that email uh, email newsletter actually complements all of your other marketing efforts. And and I know for me, you can because here's the great thing: in your newsletter, you can put clickable links. So if you're writing a blog, you can have a, a something where someone can click to go to your blog. If you have three brand new products that you want to share, you can have links to each of those product pages. So yes, you are, email can send traffic anywhere you want it to. And that's where as you practice, if you're doing it yourself, you want to try a few of those things and see what people are clicking on the most. Because again, it's your job to take that email and provide arrows that are going to go exactly where you want them to go. So if we if we suggest to our customers to buy now, read more, learn more, contact us in the email, we're telling them essentially what we'd like them to do. And of course, yes, we can drive leads to the website, which is fantastic. Love it. Um, there you go, ladies and gentlemen, traffic and leads through uh, newsletter marketing. Um, before So before you go, Jamie, I do have to ask about common roadblocks or issues that people are going to have when they jump into the world of email marketing? I think the two biggest roadblocks are number one is just getting started and learning the platform. That is even for me as a seasoned marketer, when I start something new, a new platform, there's a learning curve. So you've got to make sure you set aside time to carve out. There's a lot of free webinars out there. There's a lot of um, you know YouTube videos. Obviously, Lindsay, you and I are here um, to help anyone that's looking to get started that's having maybe some issues just getting started. Um, and you know, the second one is probably, we touched on it, is what do I put in the newsletter? So I think those are really the two things that if you as a business owner, those of you that are listening, if you can overcome the the um, the learning curve and this the roadblock sometimes that just tends to be in our brain to say like I can't do this. The thing is you can. People are doing email marketing all over from kids that are 16 to business owners that are 60, 70 and 80. So it can be done. It's just a little bit of a learning curve in the beginning with how to set it up on the platform and then what to put in. I think those are the two major roadblocks. Love it. My fa- I love those. And I also want to add my favorite, which is going to be consistency. Like newsletter marketing only works if you're consistent. Don't send one out one month and then skip six months and send another one out. You're, the people who are receiving your emails won't even know what they've signed up for or what the heck is going on. You have to make a goal. Put your head down and stay consistent. Right, Jamie? Yes, and amen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that. I mean, we all get really frustrated and this isn't working and I don't have any leads. And like the second you're thinking that, do it a few more times and things, some magic will start happening. Like it just happens that way, right? A hundred, a hundred percent, yes. Awesome. So Jamie, anything else you want to add before before uh, we let you go today? Um, well, I, one thing I will mention, and again, if you're doing this on your own, this is something just to think about is make sure to remember, I, I think the statistic is over 60 or 70% of emails are open first on a mobile device. 
So just because you're creating an email on your desktop and you test it and it looks beautiful, make sure that it doesn't look crazy on your phone. So that's something, again, once you dive in more, you want to make sure that when people are opening your email on their phone, they're going to do something versus delete it. And most of these email providers, correct me if I'm wrong, will make sure your email looks mobile friendly, but you always want to double check it. But it shouldn't be anything you should really like have to work on, right? Correct. Yeah, it's really easy. And, and my thing is just I always send a test to myself because if I can't, I'm I'm under 40. So if I look at it on my phone and I can't read it, it, there's a problem. But yes, to answer your question, it's not anything hard to do that. It's just a little tip you want to check on your end. Love it. All right, Jamie, tell everybody how they can find out more about you, read some more of your wonderful tips and contact you. Sure. Again, the name of my company is Yellow Barn Media. So it's just yellowbarnmedia.com. And my email is pretty easy as well. It's on the website, but it's Jamie, J-A-M-I-E, at yellowbarnmedia.com. Again, all my other social media links, Facebook, Twitter, all the other things are on the Contact Me part of my website. So I'd love to connect with you. And again, thank you so much, Lindsay, for letting me share today. Thank you, Jamie. All right, folks. So Jamie just told us how to produce more traffic and leads for your small business utilizing newsletter marketing. So get at, get out there and get started. You've been listening to the Traffic and Leads podcast featuring online marketing expert One Click Lindsay. Tune in each week to experience Lindsay's unique gift for helping entrepreneurs and small business owners accelerate the growth of their business by strategically getting them more traffic and powerful leads. To make sure you don't miss a single business building show, subscribe to this podcast at iTunes and OneClickLindsay.com. If you know someone who would benefit from more traffic and leads, please tell them about the Traffic and Leads podcast. And finally, to learn more about working with Lindsay and her dedicated team of marketing experts, please visit OneClickLindsay.com. Now go and implement what you've learned, and we'll see you next week for another episode of the Traffic and Leads podcast. And remember, the solution to your slow growth is just one click away.